Presented by BetMGM, this is Betting Across America from the South Point in Las Vegas. I'm Adam Candy, joined by James Salinas from Denver, Colorado, as we look at lines from around the country. Where can you get the best value? Where do the prices differ? Where are the hometown teams getting a little bit of extra love as we go through the National Hockey League playoffs, NBA, final day of the regular season, and some baseball as well. We've got a handful of games for baseball starting at the top of this hour. And, James, I want to get to some of them before they start, and then we'll get back to the National Basketball Association. Uh, you've got the Athletics and the Twins circled here today. Good pitching matchup, at least on paper, with Chris Bassett and Kent Maeda. Kent Maeda really has not performed this year the way he did last. Uh, Twins minus 112. A's again as dogs today, even though they have a significantly better record at plus 102, pregame total 8.5. I did. T- I'm betting against Maeda again. Yeah, you talked about it. He's been struggling so far this season. That, as well as he pitched last year, that momentum did not carry over at least the early part of 2021. And he's, the the issue has been the long ball for Maeda. His his he throws a lot of off speed pitches, and that's not breaking and dropping out of the zone because they are taking it out of the park. 33 and two thirds innings pitched. Eight home runs so far given up this season by Maeda, and three of those to Oakland in an earlier start in Alameda County a couple weeks back. Gave up seven earned runs with those three home runs. Only lasted three innings in that start at Oakland. So going back here with Oakland, looking at yesterday, Irvin was tremendous yesterday, and then get to the bullpen like a lot of games in the Major League Baseball that we've seen that can't hold leads. They had a four to one lead in that eighth inning and ended up losing five to four with Sano going yard uh, crawled over that over that right field fence for that three run homer to give them the win yesterday but so I'm going to stick here at first five I'm not going to go the full game but I am going to take the A's it's plus 100 is what I got it at for the first five in favor of Oakland you mentioned Bassett Bassett's actually been pretty good it's not one that I've usually trusted a whole lot in years past but so far this season he's been an innings eater for the A's six innings is his average per start and he's gone seven innings in his last two starts against a pretty formidable lineups there with with the Toronto uh, Blue Jays and Boston Red Sox in those last two starts. So he's been pitching very well. So I think in this case here, I'm going to cut the game in half. I'll just stick with the first five, stay away from that A's bullpen. That probably will be looking to redeem themselves, but I'll just play the first five with the A's at even money plus 100. I'm actually going to look to one that you like to play, James, and look at the pitchers and some of their individual props on this one. I hate the price, so I would shop this uh, if I could, but Chris Bassett at four and a half strikeouts, the over is juiced to minus 160. Uh, So I might be looking for five and a half at a better number if I could find it, but Chris Bassett has upward of 40 strikeouts in his last 30 innings. It would not be at all difficult for him to get to that number here today against the Twins. Uh, Another game that I have interest in props is the Rangers and the Astros. All right, James, you know I like to use some of the advanced analytics numbers to find some of these hitter props. Uh, I can't give you quite the seal of approval I did on the Mike Trout one a couple of weeks ago, but I really like this one here with the Rangers and the Astros with Lance McCullers and Kyle Gibson. Total 7.5 Astros are $1.70 favorites coming back 155 on the Rangers. I, again, I like sample size, so at least 15 at-bats. Joey Gallo, the slugger against Lance McCullers, is 1-for-16 with 11 strikeouts in his career. This year alone, Joey Gallo has struck out in 35.4% 
of his at-bats. That is fourth in the major leagues, as in only three players have struck out at a higher rate than Joey Gallo has this year. I don't love minus 115. I would love a slightly better price. I looked around. I couldn't find it. But Joey Gallo, not to get a hit today at minus 115, is one that I would give out uh, with a fair amount of confidence. On the other side, Alex Bregman against Kyle Gibson. Even though Kyle Gibson's having a pretty nice little start to the season for the Texas Rangers, if you look at the stat cast numbers, basically in terms of how hard is Alex Bregman hitting the ball when he sees Kyle Gibson, expected batting average of 385, expected slugging percentage of 696. If you like that, then you would believe that one and a half total bases plus 144 Bregman against Kyle Gibson would be a way into that one. So... I'm not going to try to talk you into it the way that I have in the past. It's probably too late to get him anyway, but just wanted to give you uh, I wanted to let you know I'm still thinking about those hitter props for you. Adam, I like them both. And anytime you talk about Joey Gallo, that's a total fade for me. They talk about it. Talk about analytics and his uppercut swing. And there is no approach at the plate. Well, the the approach at the plate for Gallo is all or nothing. And it doesn't matter what the count is. He is swinging for the fence. He is dead pull hitter. And yeah, I get it. You talked about his percentages as far as the strikeouts go, regardless of who the pitcher is, whether it's McCullers, I, it doesn't matter. He, whoever he's facing, he is going, he's taking big hacks out there. So I'm definitely with you on that one and I like the break when you talked about too makes total sense to me well let's get back to the NBA as we've uh, given out our favorites from baseball in these games that are just getting started you expressed confidence that the New York Knicks would pull away uh, the New York Knicks are currently pulling away from the Boston Celtics 54 to 39 uh, this was a game that was 37 36 Celtics not all that long ago uh, no longer as the Celtics are sitting just about everybody the Knicks are playing for the number four seed they were 12 point favorites pregame they are up 15 at the moment as they have the ball before the final possession uh, of the first half runs out elsewhere you've got the Raptors uh, trailing the Pacers pretty big here at halftime uh, they did give Indiana a pretty good run early on but at the break 68 55 Pacers with the lead that game closed as Pacers laying six and the Wizards and the Hornets head to the break this is really interesting to me James 56 52 Hornets Wizards laying two and a half for the game they only got five points out of Bradley Beal and six points out of Russell Westbrook in the first half. What would you think about a Wizards second half bet? Looking at the shooting percentage, obviously Beal, a little rusty. Maybe he's just not fully – he hasn't been out for that long, so I don't want to know if I want to call it rust. More so, he maybe he's clearly not at 100% with his hamstring injury in his legs. Looking at his shooting percentage right now, he's 2 out of 11 from the floor, and you talked about Westbrook too. He's 2 out of 8 from the floor, so neither, neither of them shooting the ball very well. Westbrook is hitting the glass. He's got 10 boards here, but yeah, I guess that was my concern with Beal. What, how effective was he going to be? What, how was he going to impact this game? Now, he's impacting the game, but not from a positive standpoint for the Wizards here. I'm not sure where to go. I don't think I'm going to get involved with this game right now. Just feeling like, haven't seen Beal, just looking at, I don't want to just base it off looking at this box score. You would suspect Beal's a better player, and, and he will be able to, he's not going to shoot 2 of 11, unless he just clearly is not feeling that healthy out there, not feeling comfortable with that hamstring at this point. 
haven't seen it, but I suspect here with, with the way that Charlotte is playing here, and, and we know that they uh, Bridges has gotten off. He's back on the floor, and uh, he's shooting the ball relatively well. I think they're actually just hammering the ball inside. We're seeing this pretty pretty effectiveness. Pretty Charlotte being pretty effective on the on the glass as well, hitting the offensive boards and being able to get some putbacks here too. Uh, I think maybe uh, maybe this is an under. Maybe if we dig into this, we know that there's there's a lot on the line for this game. I'm pulling up the total right now. Live total right now is sitting at 221 and a half. Uh, we're at 108 so far at halftime. This might be a game where Beal not playing at 100%. We know the game's probably you would suspect it's going to slow down. Got to value the basketball more because both teams want to get into that eighth spot and and avoid playing that 9-10 game here. I suspect maybe we'll see a little bit of a slower pace, more more sets run, and more uh, just more value the basketball here. I might be looking to get involved in the under in this matchup. We have tipped off down in San Antonio between the shorthanded Suns and the Spurs early on, early three minutes in, got the Suns holding a 6-5 lead over the Spurs. Uh, let's talk about line movement. Uh, this thing closed at Suns lane two after being Suns. Uh, I saw double digits earlier today, nine and a half when we first got in here, but with Chris Book, Paul and Devin Booker both sitting this one out, the Spurs going with the full lineup uh, this ended up as the uh, the Spurs catching just a pair, and we are early in that contest. Only other game that we haven't gone to in any detail is the Jazz and the Kings, and there's really not a lot, I think, to say about this one here, James. No Fox for the Kings. They're seriously shorthanded. Harrison Barnes probably not going to play in this one. Rashawn Holmes, uh, Kings have packed it in for the season who will the Jazz actually throw onto the floor tonight? They're still laying nine here at the moment. It was as big as 11.5 when it first opened. Would you have confidence at this point, knowing that you're going to lose that number at some point, would you take that nine with the Kings, seeing that the Suns have basically decided not to go full speed here against the Spurs? I don't know about laying the nine, but it might be the money line price right now. And it's a hefty money line price. It's sitting at a nickel. It's minus 500 for the Jazz. And I think that's it's obviously it's going to be correlated with the Suns. So I think if you're going to do this, I'm probably not going to do it. But keep it, keeping an eye on that Suns game because ultimately Suns didn't need to cover that big number, which you said dropped way down and closed at two. It closed at two and a half out here in Colorado. They could still win that game, but I suspect with this, with the Suns being shorthanded, at least with what's available off that roster today, I think the, I think the Spurs definitely could win this game. They're trying to win this game. Popovich is trying to get them in that playoff mindset, rolling into that tenth playoff spot here in a couple days when their playoff game kicks off. So I think maybe if that's the point, and the and you see the Suns and they lose. Now you know the Spur the Jazz don't need this game at all. You might not see anybody. So thinking of now, thinking about it, I probably just stay away from the Jazz entirely. Based on even if the I, I, you can't lay nine. If anything, maybe it's you take the Kings at home. What are they going to bring back plus the nine? I'm not really sure. I'm talking myself into it, Adam. Then I'm talking myself out of it. I'm talking to myself onto one side. I'm talking to myself on the other side. Make up a make up your mind, James. Get on the fence. Get off the fence. Uh, let's get off the game entirely. No bet for me. Really like the self-motivational talk. Uh, you cannot get that expertise just anywhere, folks. He's going to talk you on to both sides of the game before he decides to pass on it entirely. Hey, don't and don't get me wrong. I did the same thing. Like I looked at the Jazz earlier today, and then as we've gotten closer to this, I've looked at the Kings and thought, 
well, catching nine with the Kings, Jazz might not have anything to play for, and then realized, what are you doing? The Suns are up 11-5 to here early, even though they're playing with nobody, and so if the Suns mess around and somehow win this game, then the Jazz are going to throw the real lineup out there and make sure they get the number one seed. So there you go. Uh, that's why the NBA on this final day requires a very, very close look at the injury report as well as the rest situations. Uh I told you earlier that I was thinking about playing a first five over with Baltimore and the Yankees. I had looked at the full game, too, which was sitting up there at nine. That would have been the least sweated game of the day because here we are in the bottom of the third inning. New York and Baltimore tied at five. Uh, Jordan Montgomery has been beaten around the field here for the New York Yankees, and we've gone over with 10 runs in the bottom of the third. Yanks had a 4 nothing lead in this game, and uh, congratulations if you did have the over in that one because we are well past it. Get you updated on the rest of Major League Baseball here in just a moment. San Francisco with a one nothing lead over the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's Alex Wood and Mitch Keller as the Giants try to maintain their lead at the top of the National League West. Pirates, I mean, look, even at 17-22, the Pirates have been a lot better than most people expected them to be. They've gotten some great starting pitching out of uh, Tyler Anderson, out of JT Brubaker, and Keller trying to get things going his direction as well. Uh, Blue Jays get the extra point down in Tampa, and they've gone up 7-0 over the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Chase Anderson run out of that game quickly. Angels and the Red Sox. Angels with a 4-1 to lead over Boston. Uh, I am glad I did not get involved in this one, James, because it would have been a fade of Jose Quintana, but uh, Nathan Evaldi has been the one taking the beating thus far as the Angels have a 4-1 lead. They were plus 142, total of 9.5. Cubs, Tigers, Chicago with a 2-0 lead in Detroit. Uh, Cubs were minus 140 favorites on the road behind Kyle Hendricks, who's had a really tough start to the season. ERA north of six for the professor as they try to get a win against the moribund Tigers. Tampa 2-0 over the uh, New York Mets, I should say, in the fifth inning. The Tampa Bay Rays were dogs plus 106 coming into this one. Total of seven and a half. Just underway between the Braves and the Brewers, the Astros and the Rangers, A's, Twins, all those no score in the first inning. Kansas City Royals have a first inning run against the Chicago White Sox. They are ahead one to nothing. White Sox still minus 150 favorites after going off at minus 170. James, let's take a look at the rest of the baseball card for here today. Uh, coming up later on, Reds, Rockies, Indians, Mariners, Marlins, Dodgers, Nats, D-backs, Cards, Padres. Anything of particular interest to you before we uh, get in detail with these games? Adam, I was gonna, I was digging into the Rockies game here with Jeff Hoffman coming back to the Rockies. Former Rocky had a number of starts here, as well as then got relegated to coming out of the pen, uh, but really struggled in his time here at Coors Field, and he's found the new home and working through, working through some issues there with Cincinnati coming back here and with Sensatella on the mound. Neither, neither of these guys are pitchers that I trust in Coors Field. Was looking at the first five. It was, it's sitting at six. 
However, now that I'm looking, it's it's getting cloudy here, and we are going to get hammered with some thunderstorms. So I backed myself out of that. We've, we've talked about this when weather has the potential to come in and impact the game. Now, these are starters that I want on the field, not because they're going to get people out, but because they probably won't. I'm going to stay away from it because I was looking at the over, but I want to keep them on the field. And if we have a significant thunderstorm, which we might, that could delay this game pretty significantly. Could be delayed. The report I saw before the game said that there would be showers, likely not enough to rain the thing out, but something that could get in the way of the ball game going nine straight through. Beeson's Betting Across America returns with more of a look at the NHL when we come back here on Betting Across America. Basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Betting across America rolls on from Las Vegas and Denver, and we go from the studio to the ice, James, as the Islanders have knotted it up in the third period with the Pittsburgh Penguins to all. So under betters, my apologies. The best you can do today is a push. That total was at five as the Isles behind uh, J.P. Paggio have knotted that one up in Pittsburgh in game one of that series. Uh, Karis LeVert for the Indiana Pacers out of the rest of the game against the Raptors with a migraine. If you're thinking about a potential second half bet there as the Indiana Pacers lead 74-64 over the Toronto Raptors. Of course, Pacers uh, still have a little bit to play for here as they could potentially, with some help, uh, move around in the seating for the play-in. Let's see what else we have. Jay Crowder uh, will be out for the rest of the game for the Phoenix Suns as they have an early lead against the San Antonio Spurs despite despite the fact that they are sitting both Chris Paul and Devin Booker. James, rest of the NHL will get underway over the next couple of days with the first round of the playoffs. Let's get a look at some of these series prices Hurricanes minus 250, Predators plus 190. We talked about the Panthers and the Lightning earlier. Lightning are minus 160 favorites as that series gets underway today. Panthers coming back plus 125. Talked about the Islanders earlier. I've got them at plus 130, plus 120 here against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, minus 145. Leafs are huge favorites, 350 over the Canadiens, plus 270. Oilers minus 185, Jets plus 155. Your Colorado Avalanche are $5 favorites against the St. Louis Blues, 4-1 to coming back. Golden Knights in the Wild, minus 225. Wild plus 180. I actually found the Wild plus 210. Uh, after another 24 hours of looking at these, did you decide to get involved in anything else? 
we talked about yesterday. I did Carolina, and I did them for to win the series. So I'm maybe looking at, and I wanted to ask you about this with the Avalanche. That number has moved up to to five dollars. It was three seventy five yesterday. But finding alternate series, right? How were the the correct series results? So with Carolina, I think it was three fifty for both win four to one and four to two. So I did that series. I haven't done the Avalanche yet, and I really wanted to speak to you, Adam, to get your perspective here clearly the avalanche moving up everybody's firing on the avalanche to win this series it's just a matter of how many games can the blues win if any sitting here looking at the correct series price in favor of the avalanche to sweep the series it's plus four and a quarter to to win the series four to one it's plus 270 and then the win at four to two plus 320 if we were going to do this i think if i was going to do the avalanche i'd want to get involved in one of those correct series price now whether it's the avs at plus 270 at four to one do you suspect this might be a series that the avs could actually sweep at plus 425 they absolutely could sweep this series. Uh, this is the biggest mismatch in the first round. I know the price actually very accurately reflects that. Uh, I would not get involved in anything beyond uh, four games to one because as this series extends, if this series goes on, it means the Blues are playing well enough that the Blues might actually have half a shot in the series. I think this series goes one of two ways. I think the Avalanche either roll this thing quickly or the Blues uh, turn this thing into something plucky and maybe take it out to seven games, and then you're looking at potentially uh, a bet on the Blues. There's no way I would play the Blues uh, even at that 4-1 to one price. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche have been the single best team in the National Hockey League for most of this season. And so, yeah, if I were to get involved here, I don't think if you're flipping what is uh, the Avalanche at minus 500 to win the series to Avalanche at 4-1 to one to sweep, I don't think it's crazy at all because the biggest problem for the Avalanche this year has been backup goaltending. It's been when they have to throw uh, Pavel Francouz or Devin Dubnik out there. Well, that's not going to happen in the playoffs. Philip Grubauer is playing every game for this team, and Philip Grubauer has been outstanding uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. So I believe that if you wanted to play this thing at either a sweep or four, Four to one. Those are both reasonable plays when you're getting plus money. I'm seeing here in Vegas, uh, four to one on the sweep, plus 250 on winning that series in five games. So, yeah, I think those are very reasonable ways of looking at that series. And I think for any of these bigger number series, if you want to take a look at exact series result, play a couple of them at plus money and try to guarantee yourself uh, a better shot at some profit. Love that as well. NBA, NFL a little bit when we come back as well here on VEASAN's Betting Across America. know that James Salinas knows how to do the splits? Well, we have a new feature on VEASAN.com. Every day, we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help find you a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at VEASAN.com. Betting across America from here in Las Vegas and Denver, uh, 
Did I, did I exaggerate a little bit there, James? <laughs> if you if you knew what kind of knee problems I had, you'd know I can't even bend down and tie my shoes, Adam. So I am definitely not doing the splits in any capacity. That is long gone. Those days are far from um, much better younger days. I am clearly past those days. Yeah, I, I, if I can get past 45 degrees at just about anything, I feel like I've accomplished something. So I'm, I'm learning very quickly uh, what that looks like. James, we've got plenty going on in the National Basketball Association as we come down to the final day of the regular season. Hornets with a six-point lead over the Wizards in the third. 16-point lead for the Pacers over the Raptors. Knicks by 12 over Boston. Most of these games uh, playing out pretty close to what we anticipated with the exception of the Wizards being down by this many points. Uh, But we did expect a competitive game with these two teams playing for the eight and nine seeds and that play-in tournament. James, as we look at the Western Conference, we got the play-in tournament odds up at the moment at BetMGM, and we're looking here at a situation where the Lakers more than likely are going to end up in the play-in. We've got it on the board at Lakers minus 1,600. 1,600 on the yes to make it out of the play-in tournament. No at nine to one. Warriors minus one sixty plus one thirty. Grizzlies yes at two to one. No at minus two fifty. Spurs uh, long shots plus four fifty on the yes. Seven to one uh, against on the no. Uh, how would you approach this, James? Are there any of these that you would potentially uh, throw a twenty dollar free money bet at? I, I probably the Warriors sitting there, and we're laying a plus or a minus price. We're going to have to lay juice for the Warriors to make it past the play-in. We had talked about the, this team earlier. Yeah, they're going to be playing for that eight seed today against the Grizzlies, which should be a competitive game. But you have Steph Curry on your side, and, and the championship caliber that he brings, the confidence that he brings to that team. He is somebody that not only can carry you through a game, he can carry you through a series. He could potentially carry you through multiple series. Just just his shooting acumen. He, he is such a special player, and we've seen that, especially the second half of the season post-All-Star break. He has put on some magnificent performances shooting the basketball, and as soon as he crosses half court, he is in range to shoot the, shoot the ball. So that's probably where I would go. Yeah, I suspect the Lakers can get into that place. Now, if it's the Lakers versus Warriors in that in that playoff spot, you know, for seven and eight, that's an interesting piece because what if the Warriors are able to knock them off? Now the Warriors are in. You've cast your bet. Uh, but if they don't, you're looking at still being able the Warriors being able to host either the Grizzlies or the Spurs. We'll see what happens with that eight seed game today. I suspect the the Warriors will win that game at home and be that eight seed. But that's probably the route that I would go. I I don't want to do anything with the Spurs. I don't think they make it, but I'm not going to lay $7 to take that chance. I want to see what happens today with the Warriors and the Grizzlies in that regular season game. And if the Grizzlies lose and end up in the nine, I want to see how big that price gets if they have to win two games. Because if that got out to closer to three to one, I might be interested in the Grizzlies because I don't think they're going to have a lot of problem with San Antonio. And then if you get a tired Warriors team, Uh, coming into that second game could be interesting there on the Grizzlies because if you look at what you would get rolling money lines, I don't think you're going to get the same value as if it got out a little closer to three to one, considering they're probably going to be uh, top of the head, five point favorites over San Antonio uh, in that nine, 10 game. So just something I would keep an eye on. I don't want it uh, where it is at the current uh, at two to one. 
James, we've also got the NHL division odds out there in terms of who will make it out of each division as we continue to talk about hockey. Let's jump back to what we were just talking about with the West and the Avalanche and the Golden Knights, the Wild and the Blues. Avalanche plus 115, Golden Knights plus 150, Wild 6-1, to one, Blues 7-1. to one. I wanted to get your take on playing any of these where you're essentially having to parlay two series victories without knowing the matchups. Uh, how just from a betting perspective might you go about these? I think, well, so talking about the Avalanche here, we spoke earlier about their series with the Blues and the potential for the Avs to maybe sweep that series. And then from that standpoint, not having to exert as much energy, less games out there to get knocked around and banged up. We know these series. It's going to be interesting for all of these series because these teams have played so many games already. We typically see it come NHL playoff time. Teams start get to start, you know, by game two, game three, game four, game five these teams start to get sick of each other because they've been banging on each other at a high level well they may start that in game one just because of how many games they've played already this season i'm thinking about the avalanche here and if they're able to move through the blues four game five game series have a little chance to rest meanwhile we've talked about that night golden knights and wild series that is going to be a really grueling, grinded-out physical series that potentially could go a full seven games. And whoever comes out of that series as the the victor, well, how how much did you have to leave on the ice in that series in that first round to have to carry on to where now you're going to come here to Denver playing at elevation this year? You know they they have the home ice advantage here. Do the Avalanche? I'm just wondering. Whoever wins that series between the Wild and the Knights, and I know you favor the Wild to win that series there, how much are they actually going to have left when they get to that second round? I think, again, it's a toss-up series between the Golden Knights and the Wild. By the way, that gets uh, underway in just about 20 minutes here as the money has largely come in on the Minnesota Wild here late in that game. I love the Avalanche uh, at any sort of plus money because I don't think they're going to have a particularly difficult series against the Blues. And then if you look at the way it's going to shape up, they have owned the Minnesota Wild throughout this season. And so if the Wild get through, you're going to see the Avalanche as big, big favorites again. You're probably going to see them at least at minus 300 favorite against the Minnesota Wild. So you're not going to see anything like a plus 115. And we've already heard from some of the bookmakers here in Las Vegas that the Avalanche would make the Golden Knights the biggest dogs that they have been in a series in their playoff history uh, if that series comes to pass. So I don't think you're going to see anything like plus 115 on the team that, frankly, for my money, has been the best team in the NHL through most of the season. I like the Avalanche at plus 115 in that spot. We've got the other divisions to get through as well. Also, a few NFL props. Who's going to have the most wins in the regular season? Who's going to have the least wins in the regular season? We're always looking ahead to professional football. Thanks for joining us here on Betting Across America. More coming on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Baseball players might not get style points for home runs, but baseball bettors do. New BetMGM customers can turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VSIN100. And if you place a $1 money line wager on the Cardinals or the Padres, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Stay tuned to VEASAN for the next three hours after betting across America wraps up for the green zone with Brady and Wes coming to you live from Circa in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Adam Candy here at the South Point in Nevada. James Salinas is in Colorado. We are talking NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball as the playoffs are here in the National Hockey League. They're about to be here in the National Basketball Association. And, uh, well, they're nowhere near in baseball. But, of course, we have a huge card as well. And we might not get to overtime between the Islanders and the Penguins. Speaking of the playoffs, as the Isles have come from a goal down to take a 3-2 to lead over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And so 3.54 remaining Penguins trying to send this thing to overtime. Remember that the Penguins favored both in this game and in the series against the New York Islanders. They went off minus 135, Isles plus 115. I am trying to get you an updated money line price. And, of course, I can't do that because in the time that it took me to look up the money line price, Ilya Sorokin gave up the tying goal, and Pittsburgh has knotted it at three, so you're over cashes on Pittsburgh and the Islanders with 338 remaining in the third. I, I don't want to go look for another goal or another score because there might be another goal. Hockey, of course, we were talking right before the last uh, break about odds to make it out of the division. So essentially, you're talking about odds to win two series for these teams. We'll go to the North Division. Maple Leafs minus 130, Oilers plus 300, Canadians plus 400, Jets plus 500. Look, it's it's a really obvious play on the Toronto Maple Leafs here, James. Uh, I don't know if I want to get involved with any of these dogs. Do you have a, a different feeling than me? I'm right there with you. I think if anything, would it be the Oilers maybe getting plus 300? If those two teams, I guess what you have to project out, what do you think the price would be if it's the Leafs versus the Oilers in that second round? Would you be getting $3 back on the Oilers in that series? I think that's where you're looking at. What would the price be if you if you look at that projected second round matchup and see do, am I getting more value in this spot or am I getting less? Because I think the, the price would be uh, either shaded one way, you know, shaded better or shaded less, lesser here thinking, would the Oilers actually be a plus $3 favorite or a $3 dog if they matched up with the Leafs? I don't really know. What do you think, Adam? No, it wouldn't be that big. I think uh, the Oilers probably go out in that series at a max of a $2 dog, but I don't think it even gets uh, quite that far. I think if Connor McDavid and company show in the first round series that they're able to 
perform at the level that we expect them to perform, then that number could shorten up uh, quite a bit. I think you're probably looking at uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe minus 200 coming back, 175 if I were just guessing right now. Uh, But yeah, I think the Oilers are probably the best play that you could get there if you wanted to play one of the dogs. You mentioned getting involved in that Hurricanes-Predators series over in the Central. Hurricanes and Lightning are both plus 135. Florida team that got the number two seed in that division is plus 450 and then the Predators are plus 800 and it's really interesting here because Nashville ended the season as one of the hottest teams in the entire National Hockey League. Uh, they played very good uh, very good hockey down the stretch and yet 8-1 to one because they would have to go through a couple of big time teams uh, no matter who they play. So how about this division? What do you think here plus money on everyone? I think the best plus money would be the Panthers plus the 450, but I got to stop in the first round here with the Lightning. Are they going to be able to get past the Lightning? I'm feeling like I'm going to probably take the Panthers in this spot tonight, but it's not for the series. It's just for this game. Just feeling like the Lightning haven't been playing at a very high level and starting to get some players back, but haven't been out on the ice for a while. So it's going to take them a little while to just get themselves acclimated, not to only getting back out. We talked about Stamkos being back out there potentially tonight. Uh, take him some time just to get his legs under him, but then start to play at the higher level when it comes to playoff hockey. That's where if anything, the plus price is what's nice there with the Panthers, plus 450 uh, if they're able to get through the Lightning, but I'm just wondering if they're able to get through the Lightning. My only concern is how much does that take out of you if they're able to knock off the Lightning, the, disp- the defending champions here, how much does that really take out of them? So I, I'm not really sure where to go with this one. I don't think I could find, I can't find one that I feel like I would be comfortable betting at this point. Nah, Panthers at uh, plus 450 is probably the best way to go here, but at the same time, having to go through both the Lightning and the Hurricanes would be a tall task for anyone, and it's a Florida team that was one of the biggest surprises in the league this year. I'm a little concerned about what's going on coaching-wise because they're starting Sergei Bobrovsky, who was clearly the weaker half of their goaltending tandem in goal in game one. If they're going to favor Bobrovsky over Chris Drager, I I don't think that uh, Florida is going to be long for the playoffs because it is a clear, clear situation in favor of their, uh, well, theoretically, number two goaltender. We've got the East Division where we have some information already. I'm not sure uh, how current these are going to be with the Penguins and the Isles on the ice, but it went off here today. Caps plus 180, Penguins plus 225, Bruins plus 375, Isles plus 375, obviously the closest of all the divisions. Yeah, looking at the Islanders here, at the the best number plus three seventy five. But you're right, Adam. It's it's I, I have to assume it's shifted not only with where, what happened with the Capitals and Bruins last night, but we don't know what's going to happen with this and whatever happens with this game. Currently, we're a minute away from probably going to the second overtime game so far through two games of the NHL. Maybe we're missing the boat here. We're looking at these series and what's going to happen. Who's going to come out of these divisions? We get options. I was looking at options. Will the game go to overtime? Well, we're a minute away, less than a a minute away from two games into the NHL playoffs, two games potentially here if if, the, if all holds up and the score holds up here with 60 seconds to play. Two games going to overtime. Right now I'm looking at this wild game against the Vegas Golden Knights coming up here soon. That's plus 310. Will it go to overtime? Maybe this is just something. We know these games are so, especially with some of these series, right, where these teams are so evenly matched and they're going to be so competitive coming down. They're not going to give an inch either way. We're going to see, I, I just feel like we're going to see a lot 
Carolina series really come down to 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 the third period and potentially get into overtime. I don't know. Are we looking at the wrong things? Because I don't know where to go with this East here. I think the East feels like it's so competitive. This is probably the most competitive of all the divisions that I don't really have a clue who's going to come out of either of these series, let alone who's going to emerge victorious through this division. Well, I think you're right on there when it comes to the East. And if you're looking at overtimes, I mean, think about it this way. You've got some very even series, and you also have teams coming into series. It's likely at least that first period, maybe even the first two, are going to be kind of a feeling-out situation. You're not going to see them going full blast. You probably won't see them taking as many chances. More and more teams in the NHL like to throw that defenseman up into the rush and get a fourth player in there. And I don't think you're going to see nearly as much of that uh, unless you're a team that has that deeply built into the system. So something to keep in mind here as you look at these early games, and we are headed toward overtime between the Isles and Pittsburgh. Three all with the extra session coming in that one, about five minutes away from the Golden Knights, dropping the puck against the Minnesota Wild. James, over in the National Football League, uh, I think it's pretty clear when we look at the teams for the most regular season wins. I'm going to jump to the team with the fewest regular season wins and look at the odds that we have here. Texans and Lions are clearly at the bottom, plus 240, plus 350. New York Jets at 8 to 1, Jags 10 to 1, Bengals, Eagles pretty close to each other, Raiders 20 to 1, Giants 22, Panthers 25, Falcons 25, Bears 30, Cards 40, Washington 40, Pittsburgh 50. Uh, are you willing to go with anybody over the Houston Texans who look to be the clear worst team in the National Football League this year? Not not to bet on. We can discuss it, but as far as betting, yeah, the, the Texans are going to clearly be the worst team in the NFL next year. They were one of the worst teams last year. They won four games, and it was Deshaun Watson had to play out of his mind to keep them competitive all season. Who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. If He, he didn't want to be there and during the offseason. He made it clear he didn't want to go back and play for the Texans. Now with all the off-field issues he has swirling around, who knows if he's going to get back into the league this season. So, yeah, but beyond the Texans, I mean, if you want to dig down the list, it gets challenging here, but I, I kind of look at the Bengals and I just, I've, I'm, depends on the status of Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow's knee injury, was, it, was, it wasn't just an ACL, it was an MCL. There was structural damage in there as well, which means that's usually related to cartilage. Uh, so he had a really significant knee injury and it was at the latter part of the season last year. That happened late in November. The knee swells up and somebody who's had plenty of knee surgeries, it swells up you have to let the swelling go down. He actually, before they can repair it, he didn't get his surgery done until the latter part of December. So big knee surgery to now bounce back and now come back and be the starter. He's not going to be in there day one. I'm not sure when we serve Joe Burrow. So I think that's something to keep an eye on because without Burrow, he was their best player, obviously. by He kept them in competitive with within the games that they did win and, and while he was out there on the field because I don't know if they did themselves much justice to, to help out that offense line, which was really porous and led to Joe Burrow getting knocked out in that season. I might be looking at the Bengals based on the status of Joe Burrow and when he actually might see the field again. Panthers at 25 to one are throwing Sam Darnold out there in the NFC South. That might not be a recipe for success. They do have one of the easier schedules in the league, so I'm not running to the window to bet that. But in terms of the teams at longer prices, I think that 25 on the Panthers for a team that might not be all that great on either side of the ball is interesting. The Green Zone coming up with Brady and Wes here in just a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. 